Welcome, Geekonomics. We're back. Another episode. Brian's got another cup of coffee. Yeah. We're here and ready to talk all things nerddom. There was a crazy week last week of stuff. We had Justice League come out on Thursday. Falcon Winter Soldier came out on Friday. All right. But a lot of stuff we need to talk about, so we're going to try to cram it all in really quickly into one show. We're going to do one over the weekend, but we just couldn't figure out time-wise how to make it work. So we're going to cram it all in this show. Rocky's going to join us at 1130-ish, Mark? Well, no. Anybody watching like this... Halfway point? Halfway point. Well, okay. we're doing Justice League. Yeah. Nobody so, watching this on tomorrow will be like 1130. Halfway well, I mean, point... Like the, yeah, I meant like yeah. the halfway point. Yeah. Halfway point of the show will be our Justice, Justice League review, and we'll have our resident DC fanboy join us Yes. Uh, so we can do that review. Yeah, and I took notes while I watched it. Hence why they look really chicken scratchy, because I was doing it in the dark. I have all all my notes are right up here, ready to rock. Yeah, I'm getting too old for that. I forget stuff. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm I like, don't... I want to make sure I got all this stuff down, because I'm going to forget oh, by Monday. I'll... That's going to be too far away for me oh, to remember. I'll, I'll, for, I'll forget stuff, and I'll remember it as we're talking about yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I only, you know, I only have one bit of news, really. And then we're going to talk about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which came out yeah. Friday. Did you watch anything over the week or anything you want to talk about? Um, so we finished the Mia Farrow versus Woody Allen documentary on HBO. Yeah. And wow. I mean, it is unbelievable. I mean, everyone kind of knows it's a weird situation. So, I mean, I could just. No. I, could... I mean, growing up. Okay. For me, personally, growing up, I was a young, young lad. I didn't know anything. You didn't I know he knew, married his daughter. I did know. I did know that. I mean, but that's it, pretty weird to begin with. But hold on, hold on. I didn't know anything beyond uh, Mia's Mia Farrow's side of the story. All mm. we heard was the Woody Allen side of things yeah. because his PR team and the media basically ate that up, and she was kind of cast aside. And mm. I think this documentary is fantastic because you get her side finally. Um, and uh, just, I, I, I kind of go back to the, the, the Michael Jackson documentary. I think as a society at that time, we failed these people, these kids and uh, rights can be wrong. Uh, wrongs can be righted now, I think. And hearing the other sides of things and man, like, Woody Allen is just a fucking creep, a motherfucker. I, I mean, I have. I mean, no could you not tell that from his movies? Like, I, I've not I never a, watched a Woody Allen film. Oh, I've never I've been never a fan of his movies. I've seen a couple of them, and like the couple I've seen, it's just him just being a creepy guy. It felt like I, just I saw creepy. one. It was up for an Oscar like four or five years ago, uh, Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson. Yeah, the first Woody Allen film I ever watched. And it mm. wasn't that bad, but going, he wasn't in it as much as the old ones. Well, he he doesn't cast himself in his movies anymore. Yeah. Um, but when they 
when they showed his old films, uh, all, all those classics that yeah. classics I put in quotes. Um, I mean, basically every story was about him falling in love with a young woman, a, yeah. a teenager. Almost all these movies, yeah. and it was sort of like making it normal for the audience to yeah. accept it. And then later on in life, he marries his adopted daughter. Well, it wasn't even his daughter; it was Mia's. She adopted her, and she was seventeen um, when they started. Things started happening, yeah. and then he marries her. And um, but there's was it the stick? Like, if I remember from back in the day, the thing was. He got away with it, like it was like more acceptable because it wasn't his adopted daughter; it was her adopted daughter. Okay, kind of thing. He also got away with it because people didn't think about it that way. But he, there was more to this. He molested the his daughter, his his daughter he had with Mia, mm. um, which it, it it got spun that um, that Mia Farrell uh, coached the kid, and mm. it was not true. It was not true. And everybody who's looked into this, um, like, knows it's not true. But he had a PR team. And they kind of created me into this hysterical woman who was a woman mm. scorn because he's Yeah, young. I remember that back in the day. Yeah. And I, I don't – listen, I Woody <clears throat> Allen's a creep. I'm glad this documentary is out there because you get to hear their side of the story. But I always think to myself, I'm so happy the Me Too movement did happen because – this shit would just be continuing. And now people can't get away with it as, you know, they try yeah. to, but they'll get caught out. And like, you know, but Woody Allen, man, what a creep. His his last movie that came out in 2019 wasn't even aired in the United States. It was aired overseas only. Mm. Um, it, nobody wanted to touch it at all. And he, yeah. uh, because that was right when Weinstein happened and then um, all that stuff came out. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, go watch it. I, I, it was a fascinating four, uh, yeah. four hour documentary. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's an important documentary just because of the, the content. And, you know, we don't want this to happen again. Um, mm. Hollywood will protect their own. And they protected Woody for a while. And then they all, it was great because the females that were in his movies all came out finally yeah. and said, holy shit. Why are we why are we standing by him? And Natalie Portman, there's a really uh, powerful movement when Natalie Portman at a press junket, she just like, we believe you, Mia Farrow. I believe you. And then there was mm. like a, a wave of all the females mm. just coming forward and saying, you know, so that was good. Yeah, um, crazy. Beyond that, I've been playing, you know, uh, I haven't been playing the South Park fractured butthole which is so much fun because it's marvel versus dc and they're and cartman is like you know it's just really funny um and uh oh man i'm in the final book of the boys and wow the, the final book is so freaking good um mark i recommend it if you could read if you can read i zip through them i mean i read them when yeah. i'm covering meetings because i'm not doing anything but yeah, just sitting there watering to make sure the TV stays on. So that's my 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 reading time, and yeah. man, I am like this final book is so freaking good. Uh, it I highly recommend the boys. It's six volumes. Definitely check it out. Yeah, no, it's one of the things I want to get a hold of. So maybe I'll 
I'll grab the series and start reading that. Uh, this week I got into, uh, well, not into, uh, as I talked about, I think months ago I talked about it when it, when it was announced, uh, Resident Alien, the Alan Tudyk sci-fi show, yeah. uh, just got picked up for season two. I saw it. Yeah. So that's very exciting because I love that show. It's amazing. Definitely need to watch it. I don't know if Allison be into it, but you'll enjoy it. Uh, you won't, but I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, watched, uh, I like those on uh, Netflix. They do The Last Chance Use. I don't know if you ever heard about these. No. Uh, they usually are football centric. They do like football teams where it's like, uh, they call them junior, well, JUCOs, but they're uh, junior colleges where uh, players who like were signed to like uh, division one schools. Yeah. Uh, something happens like uh, they just don't work out. They kind of crash and burn in the division one program. Uh, they like do like a, they call them a knockdown Yeah. in the, in the, in the biz. Uh, so you get like knocked down to a JUCO school where you go for like an associate's degree, like a, like it is Nuntuck kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you build your grades back up, get your rep back up, and then you get your way back into Division One for your junior, for your uh, junior or senior years. But it's really, it's all documentary style. It's very well done. This year, they did a basketball team in East Los Angeles, and I just watched it over the weekend. And it's the way they shoot it, the, like, the, the group that, the production company that does it. Yeah. It's so good. They do such a good job. Uh, and it's just kind of crazy to see, like, you can, like, see the different camera people because it's a basketball court, so it's not that big of a space. But the way they were shooting stuff, like, they were doing them on segways. Like, they had a segway attached to a steady cam. Oh, that's cool. Like, rig. So the guy would be on, like, inside this contraption, basically, so he can move around the court quick. He doesn't have to, like, run. And you don't get, like, the bounciness of, like, the running. Right, right. So, yeah. So that's how they shot most of the, like, action stuff, which was kind of crazy to see. That's cool. But it all takes place like it was all last season of sports. Yeah. You kind of see like a basketball team in East Los Angeles, like going through what all that baggage bases that they have to learn to like get back into school and build up their grades and everything. And then the Kobe Bryant thing happens. Oh, yeah. And it's all kids in East Los Angeles. So it's like huge. It's like a huge thing. And then like their season, like everyone knows their season is cut by coronavirus. So you like see like them like going through like all this stuff and they're like on their way to like doing this great accomplishment and all that. And then it's just like shut down and how they all dealt with like that happening. But it's only like six to eight episodes. It's very quick. It's very good. It's if you're into documentaries, like I mentioned to you, the uh, firm of the one uh, documentary, they do of every season. Yeah. They just released last season's it, uh, last, I don't know how to explain this. The, the series that covers the previous season, last season was, uh, came out Friday, I believe. So that's my next thing to start watching. Oh, and that's like crazy, like well done and just the action and stuff and everything. And how they cover everything is <clears throat> so well done. But, uh, over the weekend, we watched uh, Just Mercy uh, with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx yeah. and Brie Larson. Just Oof. Mercy. It, That's a no, good movie. You now, what's this on? Uh, HBO Max. 
just it's very well done it's very it's an awesome movie i think it was it came out either right before the lockdown or right as the lockdown began yeah i can't remember exactly because you lose track of time in this lockdown that we've been in uh but yeah so it's it's really well done it's all about uh, michael b jordan is a, a student that's in law school in harvard and when he graduates, decides to open up a nonprofit where he defends uh, prisoners on death row in Alabama, in the South, basically. But they focus on Alabama. Yeah. And like how like they were never given like a real trial, basically, and kind of just railroaded right into death row. Didn't really get any. And like how he like starts the, the organization up and like defends these guys and then jamie fox is one of the prisoners that he defends like that's like the big part of the story is yep. jamie fox's character but it's it's a it's a it's a box of tissue watcher is what you gotta have is it based, claire on was a like, true, based on a true story it's based on a true story so like claire was like bawling through it and she was like this is so great but so sad at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it is just it it's it very poignant with like everything that was going on when it came out you could tell it was like everything that's happening now yeah everything that's still happening now but when it first came out it was like right around that time when everything happened uh but yeah so it's it's i would suggest anyone watch it it's it's it moves very quick i think it's only like two hours long but man jamie fox he can act that's all i gotta say the last jamie fox thing i saw was when he was in spider-man so it's been a long time for me. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in anything since. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm not, I'm no, he has been in other things. Personally, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. any of it. I'm just saying, um, <clears throat> cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But that's basically all we've done this, this week. Nothing crazy. Kind of just with the nice weather, trying to get outside and do stuff outside. And yeah, I hear you. Like I was saying before we started the show, I started getting my walks back in again. So. It was kind of tough any, without the without yeah, the bark, but any any uh, talks about maybe getting a new dog? Uh there's been talks. It's it's still. I think it's still fresh. Well, for Claire, it's still fresh. For me, it's like I don't I only knew him for a couple of years, but Claire had him for 15 years. So yeah, it's a long time. It's kind of tough to just you know replace that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I I mean we have plans to do some stuff when the world reopens, kind of. Yeah. So having a dog so, probably wouldn't be. Yeah, right having now. a younger dog would be a little bit more difficult to do that with right i hear you so like i suggested like let's you know just live our lives a little bit and then when it comes up it'll come up when it happens it happens yeah 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 you know how it is after butters it's not easy to just you know yeah get another one but i know yeah um, i mean it's been talked about maybe a cat but i'm not a huge fan of cats i love I cats stupid they're not cats are amazing I like, cats. I, I like cats. I like cats. I deal with a litter box. That's all. I like cats more than dogs. Yeah, I that's why I have three box. cats. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, the litter box is the, le- the my least favorite thing. Yeah, that's like the only thing I don't like about cats. Having it's three like, cats, ugh. I scoop every morning. I scoop. Yeah, so every I don't want to be scooping poop. That's like I. But you know what though? I kind not of my job. The con, the cons, and the pros. It's like. That's a big Rain. con. No, but having raining, to scoop another creature and it's windy and it's shitty outside. I gotta go walk, or I just stay inside and they catch. Well, I just have a backyard and just let them outside and let them let it go out and do what yeah. its business when it wants to. 
I don't, I mean, if I'm going to take the cat, I mean, dog out to walk, I want to walk. I used to walk butters in all kinds of bad weather. And I'm sure you did the same with Bart. No. I, yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't know. When I got the backyard, in, it's fenced in. When I was in Go outside, we, we didn't have a backyard in Springfield. So yeah. I had to walk her. I had to go out there with her yeah. no matter what. I mean, we lived in Enfield when we had her. We had a fenced in yard. So, yeah. yes, when it came to bad weather, I did that. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and be like, I did it. I was going to no. say, like, you weren't no superhero out there walking a dog no. in a rainstorm. Oh, but in Springfield, I had no choice. Yeah. I had no choice. We didn't have a backyard. Yeah. And it was not fenced in. And yeah. I wouldn't trust my dog in the backyard of Springfield anyway. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but let's move on, Mark. We got big news for us. Big news yes. for us. Uh, Scott Pellin did announce 16 hours ago on Facebook. So I can't. Yes, yesterday I saw this. I can't mention this. East of the River comic book collectible show will be happening June 27th at a bigger and better new location. It's going to yes. be at the uh, Route 66 Sports Complex. Thank you, Mark. I was looking at that. I was looking for the name. I, I got the address. Um, I just saw the name on the side of the building. So I assuming that's what it's called. Yes. But... It's in East Hampton, Connecticut. Yes, um, that's a drive. It's a drive. Um, it's massive. Um, that's closer to Scott, though. Scott lives down that part of the state. So cool. I, I don't mean, think he's up, I don't think he lives up in this area. I think he lives down there. I will help promote the show. Okay, uh, the show, like I always do. I'm hoping I will have a vaccine in me by uh, June 27th. Yeah. Um, so I will definitely be there. Um, this will be my first show in over a year and a half now. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, hoping I, they'll probably team up with Matt Ryan or I'll hang out with you at your booth, but I'll join up with one of you guys and I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, I it's mean, huge because it's like in a, like it's in a uh, indoor Social distancing. So it's like a soccer field, basketball courts. So social distancing, everybody will have a mask. There'll be hand sanitizer. I'm sure all the precautions will be going on. Um, Honestly, like my eBay store has picked up big time for me. So Mm. I have made more money on eBay than I've ever made at a show. Yeah. Um, But also because there's no shows. I mean, once shows start getting back, I think people kind of. Well, I have a wider audience with eBay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I have a wider, wider. I build that Facebook page, dude. I don't need no Facebook page right now. <laughs> like every every week, I put more and more stuff up every weekend, and every weekend, I'm shipping out on Monday six or seven items, and Eesh. it's it's fantastic. It's really good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the stimulus checks has really helped because yeah, stimulus I have, checks have helped. That's for sure. The last three weeks has been nonstop for me with eBay. So I mean, I still have a bag of stuff for you. I got to get rid of. Well, I might just start my own eBay account at this point. You could. Um, I'm Mister eBay right now. <laughs> That's all I'm doing is eBay shit, and I love it. I love yeah, so it. You're gonna, you're gonna open an eBay store where you can't buy stuff in the store, but you have the stuff on display that you sell on eBay. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. Why can't I just buy it here? Because it's someone else's <laughs> stuff. And you got to go on eBay and buy it. <laughs> but I just want these shoes. I really want these boots. That's such a good With movie. the goldfish and the heels. That was Jonah Hill. That was Jonah Hill. Yeah, well, that was before he was kind of like, he was kind of- That was his movie. first, I think one of his first acting gigs. Yeah, that was a great scene. If you don't know, 40-Year-Old Virgin, for you kids out there who don't know, go yeah. watch 40-Year-Old Virgin. There was yeah, a funny, funny story uh, before we get into the news. Yes. Uh, I have a group chat with the guys, with John and Jeremy and every, you know, and yeah. Huttle got. So I'm not on, but that's fine. 
you said you didn't want my feelings be, or anything. You said you didn't want to be part of that dance. No, I hate group chats. I don't like group chats. So I don't, don't, listen to I don't even want to be in it half the time. So don't even I don't listen to people complaining about nothing. So it's basically Dan, our friend Dan's personal Facebook page, because it's just article after article after video after article. And I don't read any of them. I don't watch any of them, but it's just nonstop. Uh, but it makes him feel good. So I'm happy for him. So anyway, besides the point, a Facebook page. Yeah. Hutzel got a job at uh, the Goodwill doing the back end, going through stuff. Yes. He Stockroom. He constantly says that people donate dildos. Which, Which probably is true. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it, yeah. So he said. So what happens is people put a bit, put stuff in boxes and don't think about it. And then when they go to drop it off, they just like drop it off, not knowing what's in there. I mean, I would hope people would be more careful to know if they're donating no. a dildo no. or not. No. But I guess that's just me. So yeah. anyway, said dildo p- potentially had a condom on it, maybe. And he referenced it looking like um, a fly... You know, like those fly tapes? Yes, yes. He referenced it looking like that. And fly paper. Is fly paper. And I was just like, that's a weird <laughs> cor- correlation between fly paper and I. Well, they're both sticky. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I said, I quoted 40-year-old virgin. And I said, I t- I touched a boo before. It felt like a bag of sand. Yeah. And, you know, that was the joke. And then yeah. everybody in the group chat said, yeah, I've touched a boo before. It tastes like, it, it it felt like a bag of sand. And I was like, okay. I've never touched a boo before. I know. I don't think. I, uh, the other two, John. Oh, wait, John's going to take it into a very inappropriate space very quickly. And I'm like, the whole point is he'd never touched a boob. So saying it felt like a bag of yes. sand was a weird correlation. And yes. I was saying how Hutzel's two correlations were weird to me, but everybody agreed that boobs feel like bags of sand. I'm like, what kind of boobs you guys touching? What that kind of like boobs that? you people feeling? Bags of sand. Yeah. Anyway, and I thought it was funny. <clears throat> it's a weird one. I see. Sometimes I don't even want to be. That's. You also got to think about too. Hutzel's probably never touched it. He didn't say that. This is coming from people who. No, I'm saying that the, the correlation between flypaper and condoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense coming from Hutzel. Right, it does. And that's why I made the 40-year-old yeah. virgin reference. Yeah. But then everybody was just like, Brian, it does. It does. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And nobody it's also it's like, that's too much information yeah. that you're sharing about your significant others that yeah. their boobs feel like bags of sand. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, nobody got the reference, I guess, uh, yeah, except yeah. for me. Um, Probably not. So... Um, well, I'm surprised John didn't take it to some very inappropriate space because I'm not going to go there. It's the Francia way. This is we're public. You now. could literally turn anything into something dirty. I know, I know, but nobody. It's kind of a, like his superpower, kind of. It really is. He's a dirty man. <laughs> um, so there is. This is very exciting. I'm very excited for this. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, Easter River comic books and collectible show. <laughs> that's happening. I, I I I know that's happening. I'll be there. I'll yeah. be selling toys. Um, so all that all that for the Easter River comics collectible show, June twenty seventh. Yeah, at the Route sixty six Sports Complex in East Hampton, Connecticut. Right. I, I'm so excited to be dollar at to a get con. in. I, I'm so excited to be at a con. Um, yeah. I will have. I will. And there have won't be a Plainville stuff. show that month because he takes the month of June off. Cause he goes on vacation, so you won't have to worry about any conflicting cons there. This and those are still be, happening every month, by the way. Really? I mean, this Plain might be my oh, this might be my only show I do. Um, well, I'll probably do an October one. 
if I will do Scott shows for now. Yeah. Um, Is that the only show you ever do, really, technically? Dude, I was doing shows all the time before the pandemic. I mean, also the flea markets open again, too. Mark. The markets. I, I did. I did. Open. I did uh, a show for Troy Barnes. I did a show for uh, Scott. Yeah, but all those were like one-offs, though. Those weren't like really. Like I know, a lot of those but, ones you did last year were one-offs. But still, I was still doing. And I'm still on the hook. I still paid to do CliffsCon in June. Which I don't know what's going on with that because if that's in June, that's being moved because of uh, East of the River. So I I already paid for my booth. Yeah. So that I am going to be doing. I have an yeah. obligation to do that. But that's probably as of now the only two shows I'll be doing this year. Mm-hmm. As of now, if Scott does another one, yeah, I'm he, sure he'll get back into the rotation once. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably just do Scott shows since my eBay is doing very well. I feel like I'll just do Scott eBay. Yeah, well, good probably for you. BK yeah. Toys. BK Look it up on eBay. BK Toys, baby. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, anyway, big news. Uh, big news. Movie, movie World. I love Resident Evil. And we have Resident Evil coming, uh, a new one. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Mark won't be seeing this because it's a horror movie. But oh, they like is it another Mila Jovovich one or no no Johannes Roberts is going to be directing this the brand new origin story Resident Evil is going to be rebooting it already a horror movie though feels he like says, the movie just they just stopped making them like two years ago they did they did um, why does it need a reboot because those went off the rails I mean they were actually well, zombie movies how on the rails are they supposed to be this is actually going to be a horror movie. Which well, is, yeah, so it was God. the old ones, but they were the, just the first one movies. was a horror movie, but yeah. then it became very action. Well, it's a movie. video game, that's what the video games were, uh, dude. I'm excited for this, I'm very excited for this. I'm I, okay, I, I'm hoping he's right. He says it's going to be creepy as fuck, and I, you know, I'm hoping it will be creepy as fuck. It's going to cover the first two films, which is awesome. Um. The first two uh, films or the first, first two, two games? First two games will be covered in the, the first movie. Oh, okay. And I think those are the first, those are the scariest games. I mean, later on, it becomes more action-based, but it'd be nice to have the movies maintain a horror element. And well, the first movie was very, was, wasn't... That's what I said. It yeah, was, wasn't it as wasn't. action-y. Towards the end, it got action-y. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's a clone. How are you supposed to not make it crazy? The whole thing was based off someone being cloned yeah but the movies uh it was that was none of that was they never really got into the striker situation that was like my one dislike about it like they didn't really flesh out that character over the summer i watched all the movies i enjoyed them for what they were but the whole cloning stuff was never in the video game i mean i know something made also got to find a reason to keep mila jovovich around yeah and i mean she was a clone why wouldn't you i gotta watch monta hunter uh, because she, you know, she's in that. I gotta watch Monster that. Hunter. Monster Hunter. Not Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. I Monster che- Hunter. I was chewing on a piece of skin in my mouth. Isn't that great? Monster Hunter. It's, a, Monster. it's a, all about hunting for Monster Cheese. Monster Cheese. Monster yes. Cheese. Yes, the cheese right. movie. We got about ten minutes or so. Let's do Falcon and Winter Soldier, Mark. All right. All right. I. Episode one starts off with a bang. Dude, this episode, I mean, this it's like the, the the very first thing that they should have had in those thing was like, 
the Falcon and Winter Soldier, not WandaVision. It's like this is oh. going to be an action show. But it wasn't it's even like, action. Like it, it was. It, it started off with a bang, but it's it's heavier. It's you're dealing with PTSD. Well, I know, but I'm saying with, like the very first scene, she's uh, yeah. just Falcon flying around. That was awesome. Blowing up helicopters and everything. It was awesome. But that was I the mean, first like three minutes of the show, basically. They're dealing with uh, race in the, in these times. Uh, what does it What does it mean to be a black man representing America? And how yeah. it's hard to do that when you're well, also going to get more into like the blip and how it affects. Yeah. The world. I'm talking about the deeper themes here. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's yeah. a deep theme for the, the Marvel universe. It's like, how was the blip a changed yeah. how like superheroes were thought of? And, uh, and then like dealing with Bucky's like reintegration into the world, basically like, he never yeah. really got that in the movies. He was basically in in Wakanda, like being de-brainwashed. He's just fighting all the time. He never yeah. had a moment. And he's still to like stop. dealing with like being brainwashed and all that stuff and everything. And how do like you're saying the PTSD? And how do you come back from that and deal with that? He's making amends. He has a yeah. list to make amends to people. And yeah, which is like one him. of the funniest like scenes in Marvel ever, in my opinion. Is when he like remote controls the car in between the two pylons, and he's like at the therapist, and he's telling her about how he like made amends with it. She's like, "Did you do the three rules?" He's like, "Yep." And then at the end of it, he's like, "Hi, I'm Bucky Barnes, and I used to be the Winter Soldier, but I just wanted to let you know, you know." Well, they I got that was very well done. They all got arrested, you know. He yeah, got them I thought caught. that was very well done, though. That was very well put together. But yeah, like I'm saying, though, it's dealing with. You have, you know, um, you know, Falcon saying like, "I need to retire. I, this, this, the shield's not mine. It's, it doesn't feel like for me, um, and I need to do my own thing." And then the government's just like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a brand new a, Captain America." Well, we need a, a like a poster boy, basically, like, which kind of like they hinted at a lot at the beginning of the episode where they see Rhodes. Rhodey Rhodes comes in and talks to uh, uh, Falcon, Sam Wilson, and they're in the they're in the Smithsonian talking about it. Which I would say, if the Smithsonian was smart, one of these summers when the world's back to normal, if they did a Captain America exhibit that looks exactly like the one from the movie world, yeah, I would buy multiple tickets and go multiple days to walk around and like follow along with the story of Captain America. Well, I feel like that's, that'd be awesome. If you had like actual like movie props and everything and had the whole thing and did like a, a Marvel area, it had all that, the posters and everything up. They could, they could have, that'd be amazing. They have a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, anyway, like dealing with, uh, Bucky having to admit to this older Asian man that he killed, His, his son. son in that Ugh. flashback spoiler and, alerts if you haven't seen this wow, show yet this is what we're doing here we're talking yeah, about it yeah um i i thought that was like oh my god and then he goes on a date with the girl and then he just like takes yeah. off and he he's gonna do it he's he's yeah. and then he he sees the little memorial yeah and he backs out and i i think it's just great to have these two characters having uh more emotional 
um, baggage and and trying to deal with yeah, the world. Yeah, seems dealing him. with like his family's like Business. financial problems and yeah. And then we find out they own and everything. the Avengers never got paid by anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. And he, even though he he didn't get paid, and he's a very he's the, an Avenger, he still can't get a loan. Yeah. I mean, and so which made I, me think the Human Torch was denied a bank loan today. The Falcon was denied a bank loan today. <laughs> the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Um, but yeah, another I mean, movie reference there for you. Uh, it, it, it was a fantastic first episode. I did not expect this. A more heavier, yeah. A more racially charged a more um you know dealing with what's even happening now in our country um and showing these two characters dealing with two different things and i think eventually mm. they'll come together and help each other um oh yeah because i mean yeah. you see that in the trailer that that's what happens but i yeah. think it's going to be like an episode or two might even the second episode when they get together there's only six episodes so yeah i, I, I story's gonna move quick it's not going to take long to get to where we need to get to yeah uh, but even like the terrorist stuff with the uh, the LAF, which oh, is like the left hand kind of thing. They are doing a bank robbery and they have a flash yeah. mob, and then that yeah. way it's all chaos. And then yeah. that guy just kicks the shit. Which I'm assuming guy. he has superhero or a super serum. He's got some something. sort. There's gonna be some kind of connection to that. And then I, like, I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting to see how it all so plays out. We did get uh, a new. A lot of Steve Rogers, a lot of Steve Rogers references. Right, of course. Where is he? Is he still around? Um. Well, no. The the biggest thing for me is that we got John Walker. We got U.S. Agent at the very end. Uh, The new Captain America is U.S. Agent John Walker. He plays John Walker. It's on IMDb. That's who his character is. Yeah. Um. So. John Walker has played, has filled in for Captain America in the comic book yes. um, before. And it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with this character. How are they going to like. I, yeah, I'm assuming he's going to be gonna like, like the old, like, I mean, like, first thing. old Captain like, America. Like, they did a lot of, lot of. Boy. lot of, yeah, because they did a lot of, like, in the, like I was saying with the scene in the Smithsonian. There's a lot of tight shots of like the posters, like buy more war bonds, like all that kind of Captain America, not like the the superhero cool Captain America. Yeah, he's gonna be that. So I think he's gonna be more just like the 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 shiny flash fashion plate kind of like. They showed I'm him protecting out of football. You. They showed him out of football game. So he'll yeah, be... like a spokesman. He's gonna be that kind of suit Captain America, not the you know. But, but we'll see how it is- ends. He, he, he didn't do anything. So the, the thing is, Falcon and these guys should be getting the credit and you're going to have some asshole yeah. up as Captain America prancing around pretending to be Captain America. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to create good tension. I think yeah. that will And we know that uh, Agent 13 is going to show up. Sharon Carter is going to reappear. Is she, is she showing Yes. Up? She's on the, and all the all the posters and everything. She's in the, I, in the, I, the posters and everything. So she's going to show up. And Baron Zemo is going to be the big bad that's behind all the the terrorist stuff so probably right yeah because he's in all the promo stuff too so yeah 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 you only know that because when i was looking up stuff to put on last week's like uh front entrance uh still though they were all the other posters all had them in it so i didn't oh okay yeah so i didn't know any of that so I've i've been staying away um yeah i didn't really watch that many trailers just the one that was i think like right before the show right but 
Um, I, I, you know, to go back to our, our, you know, rating system, I, I give this a five out of five for me. Like I was uh, blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a four cause it's the first episode. So I don't want to like give it high marks yet. I don't want to see how it, where it goes. No. I give it high marks for that opening, the yeah. character development. Oh, the opening um, was amazing. I, and dealing with 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 hard issues, I, I give. That's why I loved it so much. Uh, it's not just like a brainless action. I mean, there's, there's yeah. thoughts and um, put into this about what's going on in their world and the climate in their world that yeah. even happens in our world. And I I think that's kind of interesting. You know, it's kind of like a you know. For them to do that is, uh, yeah, I think, uh, bravo. So, I, yeah, no, they've been I'm doing really it, and like... they also started promoting Loki a lot more, like on regular TV and stuff with the Disney Plus ads and stuff like that. So, Claire said to me yesterday, actually, we we're talking just randomly about other stuff. She's like, When does Loki come out? I'm like, I think June. She's like, Oh, I definitely want to watch Loki with you. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in for Loki. I was like, Well, I think you'll like Falcon Winter Soldier. She's like, I'll try it, but I'm really in for Loki. Yeah, yeah. It's like WandaVision is going to be too tough for me, but I'll definitely be in for Loki. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes me, uh, right now, I get, I have the hankering to go back and watch, uh, you know, the first Captain America, Civil War. Like, it, uh, makes... it definitely gives me a lot of Winter Soldier feels, this show. Yeah. Like that, that movie where it was like the very espionage kind of film. The, oh, the second Captain America movie. Yeah, second yeah. Captain America one, which yeah. is right before Civil War. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like gives me that kind of feel, which is great because that was a fantastic movie. So yeah, I, I to this day I do regret not going to that one with you guys because I was just like I didn't like the first Captain America. I, I didn't like care. the first Avenger. And then you guys all went, and then it was really good. And yeah, it's probably the only MCU movie I didn't see in the theater, mm. um, just because of my stupidity because I didn't know. Well, there you go. There the you first go. Captain America. I mean, I. You know, over time it's all right, but it was just not my favorite. Just it was just it was just kind of different from what like because Iron Man came out. Yeah, and it was like wow, Iron Man, and then like you get Captain America, it's like whoa, they, Captain America. I still stand by the fact that they gave us a montage over the cool stuff, and they really oh well, yeah, because it's just back then they couldn't do all the as much as they could do yeah. now. Probably, but I mean, I think expense, over time, they didn't have the budget probably for it at the time. Over time, the movie still it's still good. It's just yeah. my least favorite, but it's still good. It's still yeah, good. it's kind of um, like the Wonder Woman in the DC universe. It's like the the take back in time, right? Totally, kind of stuff. All right, speaking of Wonder Woman. Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, I really like my transition there. I'm gonna get Rocky on the horn. Um, I'm going to. We're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pause the show. We'll yeah, we're, sh- we're gonna take a. It won't be a pause for you, the listener or the viewer, but it's gonna be a pause for us as we're gonna get Rocky on, and when. The next time you see it, it'll be three of us. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. I made a promise to him on his grave. I need to bring us together. There are enemies coming from far away. They serve an old power. This world is divided. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. It will fall in his name. 
Heroes will never come again. Fighting the devil and his army. You know, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells, he's never fought us united. It's time to stand, fight. now. All right, we are back and we're going to go back our Justice League uh, <laughs> review. We have Rocky, our dc uh fanboy and he has a resident on, dc fanboy yeah he hasn't been on the show in a, a long time because um, of nothing for dc to talk about so we haven't had him on oh oh gosh Shasha i mean there hasn't there. really been anything to talk about no i mean yeah i mean honestly I mean, nothing it's not like i'm like making anyone. fun of him I'm just saying there hasn't been anything to talk about we had wonder woman which wasn't that good so i guess it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. Just brushed by it. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah it wasn't good. even it, it wasn't even worth bringing up honestly it, was it just, wasn't yeah. it wasn't yeah. um but this is finally something that was was the fans came together said this needs to happen. Then people like me who said this is never fucking going to happen and basically mocked them. I'm like, are you crazy? And I was wrong. I ate crow. Yeah. And then because- me who said, why would you remake a movie that was so bad? But I was even wrong. So there you go. There you go. So now we have Justice League. The Snyder Cut, in my opinion, it is the only version of this movie that should exist. Um, and so we're going to have a roundtable discussion about this. Um, starting off, I go, we're going to start positive here. What did well, you can I go through my notes of the things I wrote down first? No, I have no. Hold on. You can use <sighs> those notes towards the questions. We're going to make this simple. Oh. Okay. I actually what? did homework. I know. I want to go through my homework. Hold I did. on. Hold on. Let me control. I'm the moderator for this discussion. Yeah, but it's going to be not good. So go ahead. You could you could have done it. I did. I did homework. I wrote down notes. And then you decided to do your own thing. I said to you beforehand, this is what we're going to do. Go ahead. Ask your your questions. All right. Next movie, you're doing it then. Whatever. Ask your questions. Oh, my. You can use your notes to answer these questions. I don't see what the big deal is. Ask your questions. You know, I thought it was going to be Mark and Rocky arguing. I didn't know it would be me and Mark. So This is why we've been together for so long. Oh, my God. married couple. Ask your questions. You know what it is, Rocky? You're here, so he has to show up. Yeah, yeah he has to show up. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, Because I'm, uh, I'm not like this all the time. That's, no, no. I just want Rocky to think. Rocky, you're frozen. You're frozen. And you're frozen. Go back to a, a better place in your house. Oh, am I unbroken now? Yeah, you're yeah, frozen yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my wife was thinking was just don't get me started on it. Go, That's go, right. go close to the modem. Okay. Just making macarons. 
we can i i want to do talk... a little baking episode yeah well um what did you guys like about this film we'll start positive on this i mean for me personally the character development was way better especially for the flash and cyborg um, yes and we'll start with rocky rocky what did you like about this film as opposed to what you know the 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 Whedon cut i guess if you want to call I mean, it it's like like even comparing it in that way it's almost like apples and oranges i mean it's just like a completely different film um i would say the big things that like i i took away from it that i really enjoyed that i wish had been in an earlier cut um was probably the flash storylines and uh and cyborg as well um but even more than that, like, and this might sound like uh, this is me being like, you know, like an edge lord or something. I like that it was like darker and that the heroes actually killed people. I enjoyed that. I mean, that was like, a, <laughs> it just, it just felt like, I mean, because I'm, I'm such a fan of the comic books, you know, and like, and, and especially the animated films too, like this stuff happens like all the time where like the, the heroes are actually not necessarily murdering people, but they're, you know, they're doing battle in a way that's, it's grievous to, to the mm. enemies. You know? And you don't really get that with a lot of superhero movies. I mean, you got that with uh, like the Daredevil TV show, you know, he didn't necessarily kill anybody, but it's like these battles were. No, but a superhero throwing a human actually would hurt them. It's not like yeah, exactly. they were just bounced exactly. on the ground and that'd be it. Yeah. 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 yeah so it was, it took out like the, uh, the very, I, I guess like the the lighter elements of it and kind of left you with like these these like massive heroes you know that like that actually there were stakes for people that were involved and there was you know actual consequences and and it was like a little it was a little more grim and I enjoyed that aspect but you know I'm trying to say this like in a nice way to not be like I just like violence so <laughs> It's fair. Well, you do, I mean, it's okay to say. I mean, that, yeah. That's fair to say. I, I like mean, the violence. To go on your point, though, one thing I liked is the color palette was way better for this movie. The Josh Whedon one was way too bright. And I yep. liked, and especially when they're fighting inside the uh, that area, I don't even want to call it, when they're fighting the uh, the demons inside. In, in the, the Josh Whedon cut, it was so purple. And the, yeah, yeah. So purple. And in this Oh, you're talking the uh the silo for the nuclear yeah. plant. It was more yeah. muted and I like that because it fit fit the world and it, it mm. didn't have to be like like you felt like you're on an acid trip with that other one. I yeah. don't know. I, I thought yeah. the color palette was way better in this one. Um Mark, uh what did you like about this film? What are the the, the few things you liked in this one? Well the, the I know we talked about at, like before the movie came out, the aspect ratio. Uh, stuff and I found it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be like I kind of got used to it after a little bit so then we talked about because it was shot in a different or filmed in a different aspect ratio they didn't convert it like they did for the first film yeah so that was like the first thing I was like oh I was thinking that would be an issue but it ended up not being one so that was good uh the one woman's fight scene in the bank was actually a one woman fight scene it wasn't as like a highlight version of a Wonder Woman fight scene. Right. Which was nice. Uh, we get our first mention of the Green Lantern, which yeah. I thought was exciting. I was yeah. like, ooh, Green Lantern was going to be a thing. 
because I'm a Green Lantern guy, but the not the Ryan Reynolds version, but like an actual Green Lantern. Well, I mean, uh, sorry, not to yeah. super interrupt. The, um, so originally, John Stewart was supposed to appear at the end of uh, Justice. Yes. Yeah. And um, the the studio, I guess, wouldn't allow him to do that. And Zack Snyder, I mean, like, uh, I know that he's a divisive person, but um, he decided that he would not take that away from a person of color. And so the yes. scene that we got at the very end, I don't want to give away spoilers in case anybody hadn't seen it. But oh, well, we're going to in a second. So. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so we got that's my second favorite DC character, so that's why. So, uh, like, in the end, when we got Martian Manhunter in the last scene instead of Jon Stewart, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was a great addition. But that was that was really cool of of, of Zack Snyder to, to be like, I'm not going to take that away from a person of color. Yeah. We need more people of color uh, superheroes. So, that was cool. I, I really yeah. wish I had seen Jon Stewart, though, because I'm, I'm a big Jon Stewart fan. Yeah, he's, like, one of the best Green Lanterns. But it, it, I definitely think it's easier to flesh out characters in a four-hour film in a two and a half hour film so that was totally, yeah. good to see that they actually fleshed out flash and cyborg because opposed to them like in the whedon version they were just like there and they happened and cyborg magically knew how to do everything and flash like just appeared and there wasn't any real reasoning or how what flash was doing he was just a kid who had fast powers and lived in a little shack that batman knew where it was and magically appeared there and then flash had an outfit and cyborg was a machine man who magically knew how to do everything and didn't have to go through learning how to work in a body that he never had before right so that stuff was good it was good to see like that stuff and there's actually like it was really a cyborg movie more than a justice league movie it was basically a cyborg origin story yeah movie as opposed to a yeah, Justice I mean, that's League. What that Justice League just happened to be in it. Yeah, I mean, that's what Zack Snyder had said from the beginning, that was um, Cyborg was the heart of the movie. You yeah, know, it and, was. And that was definitely taken out of the Whedon version, which, I mean, I guess lends credence to everything that Ray Fisher has been saying about Whedon's abuse of power and and his just yeah. little lack of, of vision on, on working on the film, so. Well, just like it, this, the... the, the, the Snyder version. I don't care. I was trying to remember. I know they mentioned it in the Weeding version a tiny bit, but I also remember them doing it in Batman vs Superman when they showed like the here's who's coming soon to the DCU, and they had the little computer screen where it was like Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they showed like the mother box connecting to Cyborg and making Cyborg. So it kind of makes yeah. sense if you're going to do a whole movie based off the mother boxes the guy who was made by a mother box should probably be a little bit more into the movie than just a happened to be there guy. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, then the other thing that I wrote was like, it's not surprising that uh, Schneider's really good at action sequences. I mean, that's not, he, I mean, yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, from 300 to now it's just. His action was yeah. really Fight good. Scenes are his forte basically. Like yeah. he's, well, I mean, like I think, I think the one thing that separates Snyder from everybody else is that Snyder doesn't use shaky cams. Yes. I appreciate that so much because I'm so tired of like jump cuts and shaky cams and fight scenes. Yeah. Or fast zooms. Yeah. 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 I can like, I can really appreciate, like, I know a lot of people like get on them about the slow motion or like the speed up from slow motion. 
I could really appreciate yeah. that. I'm trying to capture like what it looks like on the comic book page, like an action sequence. Yeah. So, so I enjoy that about him, even though a lot of people kind of kind of diss him for it. But I also just enjoy the fact that there's no shaky cam because I'm so tired of them trying mm. to hide like bad choreography. Yeah. By just shaking the camera a lot. or computerized choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a two computerized creatures fighting each other. Yeah, uh, we don't have to bring black pants. I did this in chronological order, so my next one is Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Bar- Martian Manhunter. I think that was an awesome that, little... that scene with uh, Clark's mom, and that you see it in the the trailer that we saw, like the last trailer that they showed before the movie came out. They showed that scene where Martha goes outside, and her eyes turn red. Everyone was like, "Ooh, is she a Kryptonian, or what's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. And then, like now, it's like, how did I not realize that's Martian Manhunter? That's and like that what was... Martian Manhunter's eyes do cut out in the Josh Whedon, you know, but he's yeah, been in totally all the out. movies. I mean, his character was in yeah. Superman, just Batman yeah. versus uh, Superman. Yeah. So it's so cool to have this one character. Now we find out he's been, uh, you know, he had an alien this whole time, Marshall Manhunter, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, like, I obviously enjoyed seeing Martian Manhunter. Um, I love Martian Manhunter. He's one of my favorite, favorite characters. I was a little upset that he didn't have a giant collar like he does in like the animated series or the comic books. Like, yeah, I just I could see that. I could see that was one of the color. things you could get rid of because it's kind of uh, yeah, it's yeah, more basically like more the uh, the DC television universe Martian Manhunter than it is the yeah. comic book Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I yeah, think totally cool. for sure. But I think I think my only problem with that scene was it kind of undercut like a really emotional scene between between Martha and Lois. Like, I think that was a great scene where she's like, I can't even tell people that I'm proud of my son because they don't yeah. know that, it's, you know, like it was such a good emotional scene. But then like, like when he comes out and turns into Martian Manhunter, you're like, all right, all right well, yes, yeah. but it was coming from Martian Manhunter and he was yeah. trying to move along Lois here. Cause, well, they cause saying- I think it was like, it was a great way of like, cause they had talked about earlier, like not right. Like not, I can't remember exactly where, before that that like lois lane is basically like the the crux of the whole the key like superman yeah. turning bad thing which which so, i kind of i took all that to be like martian manhunter is essentially uh, essentially the doctor strange yes of, exactly that's what i thought yeah where yeah. like he i mean because his ability to read people's minds and all that like yeah. he kind of knows and kind of wants to lead situations into the way that'll end the best which yeah it's in the comics a lot as well. So yeah, the one yes. percent chance that we have of making things right. Yeah. So yeah. so gentlemen, that was the good. I I, I want. I still have more. About... I still have more good stuff. How much? <laughs> I right. have some good stuff. I was. Right, I right. got into this movie. I, I know, but... make how me much... watch a four-hour movie. I'm going to take notes on it. I'll. I'll, I'll... Well, anything much we longer. haven't talked Relax. about. Relax. Not I... much longer. Calm down. I'm calm. Only a couple more things. Uh, towards the end of the movie, where Batman lands on that tank of a Batmobile at the end of the movie. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie. I was like, I don't remember that being in Batman versus Superman, but that's a Batmobile. That's a dark Knight returns thing. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, I don't remember that from Batman versus Superman. I honestly don't remember what it looked like. It was just a huge tank looking Batmobile. It had like treads and everything. I was like, Oh, that's a Batmobile. His thing just turns into wacky stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that was, like, uh, specifically taken from the pages of Dark Knight Returns. Um, you can see in the animated version, too. He drives, like, a big yeah. thing, like, the mutant I don't monster. remember it from, like, the movie versions. That's I was like, that's awesome to see oh, yeah. in, like, the actual... Zack Snyder's like, really good at Easter eggs, I mean. that they did, yeah. So, 
Uh, the new Deathstroke scene I thought was great. It was extended. It actually fleshed out the character of Deathstroke more. So did you fear? Next... I, I'm watching this going, okay, I heard the rumor Deathstroke's going to be in this. And I also heard he's supposed to be doing stuff with Batman, which was probably a rumor. And I'm like, I'm almost done with this film. Where the fuck is Deathstroke? And then, then he yeah. shows up at the very end um, yeah, twice. Yeah, with the worst, with the worst Lex Luthor. But besides that, that's But then he shows up in, in the dream sequence um, with batman again um yes so i was kind of hoping justice dream as i call it the i was kind of hoping dream. for more of uh uh deathstroke honestly yeah yeah I mean, well the, and along the, the same thing, thing with like, joker i was like waiting for that too i was like oh where's this joker scene that was in the trailer that we we're all talking about and then it's like a kind of a, i mean i hate to say a throwaway yeah. sequence but kind of a throwaway sequence where you get like you know deathstroke and joker in like a dream sequence i was like oh okay well i mean it's not it's not actually a dream sequence though so i mean like the entire sequel to this movie was supposed to be in that timeline and that's mm-hmm. why you see that you see that timeline when cyborg um first interacts with the mother mother box yeah bringing back superman so it's like it's not necessarily it's like a premonition really but i mean it is it it is kind of a dream sequence but but not quite it's just like well, uh, i did the same then they do this they did the same thing in batman or superman yes yeah. where he has the dream right. sequence with superman did you notice the flash he had the mustache with the helmet and in the yeah. dream sequence he had that was the flash that reached out to yeah. him it reminds me and i'm only going to compare it because i had nothing else to compare it to it reminds me of tony stark having the having the dream sequence about of, thanos yeah. of them all being dead yeah. laying in a pile dead, laying on the thing and yeah, yeah. that's what that made me the same thing yeah yeah um but i mean I- so my only problem with that Deathstroke scene, though, the one with on um, Lex Luthor's boat, which, and the first one it was atrocious, like just uh, Lex Luthor with his line of like, "We'll start a league of our own." Like, yeah, shut up, shut up, Joss Whedon. Yeah, but like this one was supposed which to. It's not really Joss Whedon's fault, kind of, because wasn't a lot of that stuff shot during Zack Snyder's filming? No, stuff? He, well, no, he it was because like stuff. dialogue would change. So, yeah, dialogue. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but like so. That was actually supposed to set up the Ben Affleck uh, solo Batman movie. Yeah. Because the whole movie was going to be him versus Deathstroke, which yeah. like, so when I saw it, it was kind of like, it made me a little sad inside that we're not going to actually get to see that. Well, that was my other thought. Like, well, we, I don't know if Brian has this one of his questions. So I'll let Brian go to his next question. Are you, well, yeah. what I wanted to talk about, because we're going in that direction right now. Yeah. Uh, what didn't work for you? And I know we're, we're, we're going into that direction right now. So this is perfect. Um, I, I would just say for me, what didn't work, um, probably two things. Some, I love the slow motion, but that uh, when um, the Flash meets the, the girl, and I know she's a popular character. I don't know. Iris West. Yeah. Iris West, yeah. The, the, the slow motion I was, with the music, I was just kind of like, it was a little cheesy. Well, because he's so fast. That I get it. You know what it was? Everything else is in slow motion because he's we've working. seen we've seen that done before. So for me, it was just kind of like, oh, well, right, it's kind of along the lines of the Quicksilver scenes from X Men. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, well, the, only the only big difference there, and like this is something like you you'll notice if like you watch through it again. Um, and Zack Snyder mentioned in the interview was that like for someone to be moving that fast and to touch another person, yeah, you you would just completely tear them to shreds. Yeah. So that's yeah, only yeah. like you see him just like gently like trying to move and manipulate things. So instead of like Quicksilver where he just like grabs people and runs and it's like played up for laughs, mm-hmm. there is kind of like a serious 
uh, a serious undertone there where he's like trying to do everything gently so that like he doesn't hurt anybody. I, I get yeah. that, but I he would, just it was just kind of like, eh, well, his, not his, right his shoes, his shoes splitting apart, though, was pretty awesome. Though. Like, yeah. Was, was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, the ending uh, with this premonition and stuff, I like, I thought it was cool. Um, I, it's weird. Okay, so for me, the Joker part, I had, I liked the look. I thought Leto uh, brought it. I think it was a better Joker, but sometimes I still heard Ace Ventura in my head when he did mm. some of this stuff. But it was very Mark. You, you said this before, and I, it reminded me is very injustice, uh, yeah. Joker esque. And I, you know what? I will give him props because I thought it was a much better Joker from Suicide Squad. But at yeah. the same time, he does those in, in certain things, and I just have Ace Ventura in my head. It's just me. It, it it was like I'm half and half. I liked it, but at the same time. Maybe I needed more uh, to, for this character to grow so I would be used to it, but I, maybe I am still have PTSD from the old Joker. I don't know. Um, mm. But that that's kind of the stuff that didn't work for me. But overall, I mean, I just enjoyed it for what it was, and I don't know if you guys have any what didn't work for you at all. It um, wasn't your favorite I'll, part. I'll let Rocky go next. Well, so, I mean, for the... <sighs> it's hard being such a big Zack Snyder fan and like anticipating this movie for like four years and then like finally get it. And like, you just feel like excited. It's like, it was yeah, like, yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like to tell you the truth. Um, I didn't really like Batman and the Joss Whedon version. Like, you know, I thought like, yeah. especially when he gets hit by the police car and he's like, Oh, my knees or, or like, you know, whatever yeah. stupid thing that was at the same point. I don't, I don't think Batman, like he did improve. I don't think he improved much. Because like I, we saw like a very uh, lighthearted, optimistic Batman, and like, in a way, I guess it's. I mean, it, it's it's good to have a change up and see something different. But at the same point, like, you know, when he gives Alfred the speech about like he's like, oh, I'm doing this only out of faith, and it's like, yeah, 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 that seems mm -hmm. like the opposite of what Batman would do, you know. Yeah. And it's like, seems like forced. I said, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good to have a different iteration, you know. I mean, I can I can give him credit for that, but he still felt like a little ineffectual you know like he, he just wasn't like he wasn't switched, batman enough they switched superman yeah. should be about faith and hope right yeah they switched yeah. roles maybe that was the whole point because he he let someone die because after batman versus superman he should have yeah. been there for Batman him. had to yeah yeah he should have been there for him but he was so i against mean him. both their moms had the same first name he should have been there for the guy i know i know your name's more <laughs> your kids your mother's name's automatic Marvel. best friend them right there yeah but I mean, but, um, maybe maybe that's the whole point that like he's taking on the mantra of what Superman stood for to yeah. get people together. But you're right, Batman. He was almost too too positive. Like he was too like it's yeah. like take it down a team builder guy. Too take late. it down and be a little bit yeah. more bitter, a little bit more cynical. But yeah. you know, yeah. But um, I mean, other than that, um, I mean, I really can't say there wasn't much at didn't really work for me i mean there was um i mean like everything was just it like i said i was just so excited it was such like a christmas morning moment for me as an adult that um i mean i couldn't i couldn't think to pick too much apart um other than just my disappointment in like a lot of the storylines that won't be explored you know like um like lois's positive pregnancy test yeah i'm i'm real i'm like so like seeing those things like i wish 
I wish the things that like we won't see in the future were almost were cut out still because it's just kind of disappointing to to, yeah. to see them, you know, and know that nothing else is going to come of it. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the biggest disappointment of the whole movie is that things might not happen now, so we can't get more. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, and for me, it was like- uh, going off of Rocky with the Batman thing. I don't like the fact that Batman still feels like he has to change his voice even though he's only talking to other superheroes that know who he is so why do you have to use your batman voice i think it's a voice modulator that's yeah built but in. just turn it off it makes no sense just turn it off everyone knows who you are all the people in your team know you're bruce wayne you don't need to change your voice it was a small little thing that bothered me but uh i don't know why it's just annoying to me it's that's like fine. Really, there's really not much it's really hard to find anything really i mean yeah even, it was well even even besides the fact that it was four out. hours yeah that yeah. was another thing that bothered me it's like this easily like if they were like doing it in the movie theater i wrote down like this could have been done just like avengers like cut it in half originally have the first was. half be one movie had the it second half be a second movie that was a part yeah. no, i mean like that was that was my thing though so like with the avengers um they there was like a definitely halfway point you know like yeah. where thanos wins and then everything that came after that so like unfortunately like with this one there was no like actual definitive halfway point i don't yeah. i don't see where they would have cut it because i mean you you get that steppenwolf battle like right at the end so yeah. it's like yeah. yeah i don't see where they would have cut it properly but i think he could have put one in he could have structured one where he could have had one so i mean I think I think a pro it's a it's a con and a pro right we got a four we got the entirety of what his vision was which is a freaking amazing but we get to watch it at home so we could have paused it halfway exactly yeah there's chapters and when you when you paused it it showed uh markers where all the chapters were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you could easily go back uh and resume it well also you can stop it on the chapter screens it was almost like eight episodes you know in a a way so totally so i mean in the theater it was released in other countries or it's going to be with a and they have an intermission mission. in the middle yeah um yeah and honestly i would have loved to see this in the theater um i would i mean not now if this was a different world right now i would have saw mm. this in the theater um i i, think- I mean after Endgame being three i think it was almost over three hours it was three hours two minutes it was like yeah so i mean hours. another hour it could have been, it would have worked fine in the movie theaters. Yeah. But, but in the movie kinda, theater, you yeah. only get a certain amount of plays. And to do a four hour movie yeah. is a lot. Yeah. So yeah. at home, I mean, this is a win win for HBO, right? You know, people are going to subscribe. Oh, the whole reason, like the reason why this kind of, like Rocky probably knows more about the reasoning behind it. But I mean, the HBO Max coming mm-hmm. around basically is what started this, like them yeah. deciding to do it because they needed something to kind of launch HBO Max with. Well, I mean, like, it's not subscribe, so it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, that's something it's credit like the massive movement that was involved in it, especially like, um, so I, I, as most people might know, I guess, um, Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide, um, mm. while they were in post production on this film, and that's why it ended up being handoff to Joss Whedon. Um, I imagine there's some red tape there, you know, like where like the studio forced them out because they didn't like the movie or you know, whatnot, but not only did like this huge like release the Snyder cut movement happen, but most of it and most of the people that were involved in it um, went on to donate to um, uh, different suicide awareness mm. um, 
organizations uh, specifically for Zack Snyder. And I ended up raising, I think, um, half a million dollars. Wow. That's for cool. Suicide prevention. Yeah. So that was so, I mean, the only thing also was a huge beginning. Movie, but, but yeah, HBO Max definitely like, yeah, if HBO Max didn't exist. And it's the only reason that I had HBO Max for the past six months, just waiting for like when this movie was yeah. going to come out. Because so. originally the thought process was, I believe, when HBO Max launched, the selling point of HBO Max was that this was going to be four one hour episodes, kind of. Yeah, like initially they, they that's what they want to do. And they then Zack Snyder said, said, no, I want to do the whole thing. It was one, yeah. one shot. So I think that was the other thing Like they had planned on being like, we have people locked in for at least a month. Because we can yep. do four weeks of this move, this movie, yeah. and then lock people in for at least get a month out of them, and then look at all the other fun stuff we have on HBO Max. But HBO Max is doing very but, well. Needless, yeah, no, I think it does have a lot of before it started. That was the yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I watch more on HBO than probably Hulu and HBO. I barely watch Netflix, and yeah. Disney, yeah. I watch one show a week. Where HBO, yeah. I watch multiple yeah. things. Like I yeah. think HBO yeah, still. Sure. I mean, like yeah. Like their massive amount of stuff. I mean, they have like what you know, Studio Ghibli. They have like, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, and, they have, and like they, all the DC stuff, basically. John, yeah, yeah. John Oliver. You got yeah. Bill Mars. You got documentaries. And Rocky's all the, hiding from the kids. Run away! Run away! Yeah. Um, so the children, we're almost done, Rock. Um, <laughs> oh, no, we, you're kidding. we did talk about this throughout the whole thing. Um, what was better or worse than the original version. And there's a lot of great comparison videos on YouTube, which I've been watching. But yep. for me, I think this movie was way superior. And I also, it, it just shows you the ego Josh Whedon had because the farm scene alone, he was like that farm scene when he, when Superman lands and has a conversation with Lois and his mother was mm. perfect. That would have worked in the original film. But for some reason, Josh Whedon was like, nope, you're coming back. We're going to digitally take out your mustache and I'm going to rewrite all the dialogue. And it sucked. And I just don't get the ego of this man to make them. That scene would have worked both ways. They also wonder, like, Rocky probably knows more about this because he's linked into the DC universe and all that. But I, like, thought as I was watching it, like, how much was WB like, or DC, whoever the producer like WB into, like when Josh Sweden took over, being like, "Hey, we need to get rid of this stuff. We need to get rid of this. You need to make this shorter. We want this taken care of. We want this to kind of. We don't want this to happen because we want to save it for another movie." So I wonder, like a lot of that, like Rocky was saying earlier about the red tape stuff, like how much. Oh, you're talking about uh, in interference and, like, by the yeah, move uh, into like make, Warner Brothers, make Josh Sweden do stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there was, like, a, an excessive amount, too. Especially, I mean, Suicide Squad was actually supposed to be about parademons. Yeah. All those all those bad guys that they were beating up that were taking over the city were supposed to be parademons. So it was supposed to be interconnected. And the amount of studio interference was just insane. And that's what everybody said, that, you know, this wasn't going to happen. This movie was never going to happen because of the studio. Mm. And I'm surprised it did. I'm grateful that it did. So... Yeah, I, I mean, there's I, honestly, we can just wipe away the original version. The Josh Whedon cut, in my opinion, mm. is just, it's just yeah. kind of garbage. It, it just, I don't know, it just shows why did he have to redo some of these scenes that work perfectly well in the original? And like, he redid scenes just so he can add a one-liner. I mean, there are scenes where the one-liners that 
aren't that funny. And the whole well, I think it's like Rocky touching... saying, we kind of need to like, there has to be, I don't know if they'll ever get the answer to it, but I don't know if Josh Sweden would ever give the answers, but like what was like his decision to change things and what was not his decision to change things? It was probably like, what were things up. that WB forced him to change. I- I think they kind of just gave him like free reign to be like, just make this, make this a Marvel movie, basically. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's what he tried doing. And like a lot of it just fell fell short. I mean, especially I mentioned it before, um, just the scene where like Flash falls on Wonder Woman, you know, like yeah. Yeah. and or like the or the scene where uh uh what's the, Aquaman sits on the lasso and starts like, you know, like yeah. talking to to Wonder Woman, like it it just I don't know. It's just, it, it was just terrible. I mean, especially now, like when, er, with everything that's come out about Joss Whedon and, and his, his treatment of women and, and such. Yeah. Like, I think it was also like a lot of it, like was just like you're saying, like trying to make a Marvel movie, but it was like taking a movie that was already basically done from Snyder's perspective. And then like trying to meld Zack Snyder's way of doing things with the way Josh Whedon films movies just doesn't yeah. work. Doesn't connect right. Yeah, we know Josh I mean, Whedon can make decent movies. Like Avengers, which he did, was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. So there are he had he can direct good movies. It's just I think their two ways of doing film just don't combine well, and that's what caused Justice League to be so bad originally. It just yeah, didn't I mean, work out. It's like really, it's unfortunate. I mean, like uh, Zack Snyder is like he's a director that you can look at a movie of his and know that you're watching a Zack Snyder movie, even if like, you don't know anything else about it. Like, you know, right, it's a Zack right. movie. and I don't, I don't think, I don't think Marvel really, really plays, plays to that at all. I mean, I can't watch like a Marvel movie and tell you what the director is right away. Yeah. You know, other than the fact that, you know, I'm a fan and like, I know who the director, you know, like there's no, there's no signature on it. You well, know? like the ones that the Rooster brothers do, you can tell it's the Rooster brothers, like the way the action's shot and different things. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can tell it's a Russo brothers. In the writing, you could tell it's a Russo brothers movie. That's like the only ones I could think of top of my head. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, but especially Thor, because you could tell the first Thor was a Kenneth Branagh because it was more, more uh, the 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 words than the actions in the first Thor movie, which is a Kenneth Branagh kind of. Thing. But for anybody, it doesn't pop out. Yeah, like I would not know. know that, yeah. Like but, yeah. yeah, I think Snyder. I mean. I, I mean, for the most part, have liked all his movies, and I yeah. always liked the longer cuts. I think Watchmen well, I think the one was thing amazing. That, like, yeah, like the one thing I got from this version of Justice League is that it needs to, like, if he's allowed to keep doing DC movies or whatever, it's like it, people, the big studios need to realize he's okay to be by himself. Like, leave him to do his thing. Like, 300 was great. And like when the studio comes in and starts monkey around with what he did, it turns out bad. Justice League is an example and Sucker Punch, which was a total disaster because the studio came in after the fact and told him to redo so many things that it's just like when he's able to work in his own sandbox without other people playing with his toys, he's okay. He can do it. You don't need to like mess with him. So I think that's like the main thing that I came that I got out of this this film. But, yeah sure um so i mean brian i know that like you had these questions like what works for us what doesn't work for us um i wanted to ask you guys like was there something in the movie that you absolutely loved like just fell in love with like it's just like this is just amazing and blew you away i mean i'll i'll go first because it's probably one that a lot of people are gonna say uh 
the way they got rid of Steppenwolf. Just that yeah. scene of Aquaman jamming the trident through Steppenwolf and then like swinging him towards the portal. And then you get then, the slow motion, like Wonder him. Woman with the music playing. Yeah. Which is another thing of Zach Whedon's, which I, which is the difference between the Zack Snyder and the Whedon cut is like the music choices. Zack Snyder is very good at picking music. Josh Whedon, not so much. But anyways, so you get that scene and then like it lands in the, through the portal and step at Darkseid's feet. And like Darkseid just basically just squashes Steppenwolf's head and is just like, well, I guess we got to do it the old fashioned way. I was like, where was that? Was like 10 seconds of film. You could have just put it to the original one. That would have just made that movie so much better. I know. I know. And it was just a lot of that stuff, which was kind of like little tiny things that could have made the first one better. And it's like, how much of that was an option that he could have just put into the movie? Because Zack Snyder only shot, I think we said, like four minutes of film. There's only four I, minutes of new footage. Yeah. That, so that like, dream sequence, that, I so think, was majority. Josh Whedon had a bucket load of film that he could have used that he just decided not to or was not allowed to use. Yeah. I don't, again, we don't know like what Josh Whedon could do when he took over the film. We don't know, like, was he given the option of using these scenes or was he just told you have to reshoot this stuff? Who knows? Or could Josh Whedon could have been yeah. like, I want to reshoot these. I got to make it punchy. I got to yeah. make it yeah. a so Marvel it's like, movie. Yeah. You know? so, it's, it's, what about, like, so, so what about you, Brian? What did, what did you um, for me, uh, quickly to go on what Mark's saying about the music, because I think the music was so much better. Uh, the music was by uh, Junkie XL, which did Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And Josh Whedon cut was Danny Elfman. And that's yeah. why they actually did, when you see Batman for the first time, they played the old Batman yes, theme. Yes, the old Batman theme, yeah. Which was kind of cool. Which was you know, cool. But, but you know yeah. what? At the same time, I think Junkie XL much better score like the one other like the one other big difference for me music wise was the scene of aquaman after he saves the guy in the ocean and he's walking on like the the inlet like the rock path oh yeah yeah. the ocean yeah and like the music in the first movie was this like did not correlate to that scene yeah yeah it was was more of like hard rocky kind of music I think it was and then Kid this Rock one was more something. like, yeah, just kind of like, yeah. But for me, I mean, honestly, like the the epilogue was my favorite part of the film because I've seen, you know, we saw a lot of that stuff, yeah. but it was more fleshed out. And I liked, it made me enjoy, like the Flash and Cyborg and Cyborg had more agency. And I think it his character meant more. And I was invested in his character arc actually he was given a point basically he was giving a reason for being there before it was nothing but i like cyborg i wanted more of i want more of him but the epilogue uh needless to say i have nitpicks with the joker i really enjoyed the epilogue um because it made me want that film where you have batman the joker and you have um deathstroke deathstroke on this mission I mean, and, they'd have they'd have to recast Mira, but besides that, that's another story. Yeah, another yeah but like when they're like, <laughs> "Why did you bring him along?" And you know, so and the Joker, he's got all he's got all the sheriff badges. I mean, it was yeah. it was it was the Joker you, we've seen in the comics and in uh, in the video game. It was kind of an interesting take that I wanted more of. And the epilogue, it was sort of like when that when it I saw that. I was like, God damn it. Like, seriously, it's gonna. this is the ending. And yeah. I really want that movie. 
I want that. Well, like going off of that, I have one for you, which I not, might not be one of your questions, Brian, but I wanted to ask Rocky this. What do you think a sequel would have been like? I mean, well, so I know that I know that the sequel would have been that that whole desert dusty Batman storyline, you know, like um, and I believe uh, Cyborg was going to end up being like just a torso that they carried mm-hmm. around with. Them, and it was just going to be this whole post-apocalyptic uh, thing where not only was Darkseid fighting the heroes of the Justice League, but he was also going to fight all the heroes of earth. And so, I mean, that's what I know from like, just, you know, Zack Snyder interviews and whatnot. So yeah, I, I, I mean, it would have been a wild ride for sure. And it would have been cool to see them in that kind of setting, you know, as like a, like an Elseworld story almost, mm. um, which I really enjoy. Like some of my favorite graphic novels are like, you know, um, Gotham by Gaslight, Superman, Red Sun, you know, where it's a different take on them. So it would have been really cool. Then going off that, my next question for you, as I was writing them down, because I wrote down questions for you as I was writing stuff, because I was like, I know Rocky will have actual answers to this. Um, what do you think this would have changed had this been the original Justice League movie, like for the oh. DC movie universe? I, uh, I would have changed this conversation completely because we would all be talking about how much... Um, I mean, maybe not me personally, but everybody else online would be talking about how much it's they, it sucked and they hated it. I don't think that people would like this movie as much if we got this originally instead of the Joss Whedon version originally. Really? I don't know. About I think that. the Joss Whedon version sucked so bad that no matter what this movie was going to be, we were going to be praising it. So, so I, I mean, that's I'm, true, though. I think, I, I, think I, I think I'm more thinking like, how would this. If this was the movie that we had gotten four years ago, I mean, think well, think about this this affect DC movies as a whole. We would have more. I think we'd have way more movies than what we've got. We would, we would for sure. But I mean, think about this alone. Like, if like if we didn't get Wonder Woman 1984 like this year too, or it was just super Mm. cheese. If we were watching a film and we saw Wonder Woman chuck a guy into a wall and break his neck and blood spatter on the wall or yeah. cut off Steppenwolf's head, like people would never, never have like, never have stopped complaining about that, about how Wonder Woman's not supposed to do that. And See, I don't think, I think, I think if we had gotten that, this movie four years ago, Wonder Woman 84 wouldn't exist. Yeah, I would have been better. I don't think that you could have done this movie, yeah. then done Wonder Woman, which Wonder Woman I think would have been more in vain or in line with this Justice League, because if you would have had her being so brutal in Justice League and then like neutering her, so to speak, kind of in Wonder Woman and then even making her less superhero-y in Wonder Woman 84, right? I don't think you would have even gotten that far. And I also think, because originally I remember them planning doing a cyborg film and a Flash film. Which they're still doing separate, the Flash. And Flash everyone was like, why they were barely in justice league yeah, yeah yeah why do they deserve their own movie and now i think if people had seen this originally four years ago to make more sense like oh of course i want to see more of cyborg how do you like i want to see what he does after this and i want to see well, flash because all that would have led to what you're talking about with the sequel and it would have yeah, made so- more of a consistent storyline through dc which i don't even know if you'd even get the joker movie that we got the the well that's separate i feel like we yeah, would have gotten that no matter but that means what. i don't think i think if this movie was as if jared leto's character in this 
joke in this Justice that, League movie was in that exist, four though. years ago. But that didn't exist, though. The original. No, but I'm saying, but if this exist, movie had come out four exist. years ago, I don't know if we would have gotten that Joker movie. We wouldn't. No, we wouldn't even gotten that. That epilogue didn't exist. He literally. That was all brand new film this past yeah. year. So well, I know, but I'm saying if this, if you're taking this movie, yeah, which originally would have come out four years ago, but that epilogue didn't. He would have had some all, kind of so. epilogue in that. I I, I I think we would have got a PG-13 Justice League Scott Snyder uh, movie that would have been more in line. Or Zack Snyder movie. Zack Snyder oh, would have been more in line. Scott Snyder's a good, a good writer for Batman. Yeah. Yes, he, he would have been uh, more in line, right? And then the DVD home version would have been the four-hour cut because yeah. we all know that movie theaters are not going to do Why? a four-hour movie. Why? But that's I'm, what he does. nothing that annoys me more movies. with DC movies. I'll just say this. I know I've said this before. There's nothing that annoys me more with these DC movies than the fact that they release one movie in the theaters and then they like put out the good movie on the DVDs. But Mark, it's like, Mark, if you want to be DC, decision. you want to be yeah, like, it's all business. Listen, you want to be right there with Marvel, then no. fight and be like, hey, release no. this movie as a four hour movie. Needless you don't want to say put it in your what theater, you think. That's your problem. Needless to say what you think, a movie theater can't show a four hour film that many times compared to a two-hour film but they've a done it before film. brian i don't know why you have saying but, this. No, yeah, but it's so it's so gone different. with the wind so was a long movie i mean they've done this can, before how many movies were honestly, out when like, gone with the wind was out mark one you were watching I, one movie i can honestly say like right now like i can name three movies braveheart titanic yeah. and gods and generals that's it yeah. for like for three decades mark like so i mean it's but it's I a rare thing i mean if like i like we said earlier if Endgame was three hours and two minutes, yeah. I'm pretty sure Justice League, if it come out when it was supposed to come out, as well, if hey, it was a four-hour movie, I don't think they would have done, done it. it. Or yeah. even split it into so, two movies, then he could have done it that way. That was the original but, plan. It was going to be a two-parter. Yeah. That was the original so, I mean, plan. I remember me and Brian watched uh, Devil's Rejects and uh, Three from Hell, uh, double feature. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, dude, my ass hurt just sitting there in that chair. Even there yeah. was an intermission, like, it, it yeah. sucked. And I can understand why they don't. But you could do the intermission but, thing like they did, like they're doing now. They're releasing Mark, the intermission. I'm just saying theaters are, are not are it's hard. Okay, Disney has power. I hate to break it to you, but Disney can well, I know lay that, the hammer saying, down DC with movie wants theaters. to be as yeah. big as a four-hour film is Marvel a lot is. harder to convince to play. You have to you have to get more money, right? So how many times can you air a four-hour movie in one day compared to something shorter? So what I'm yeah. saying is it's a it's a riskier move. And if I think, in my opinion, I think he would. We would have got a two to three hour version of this in the theater, and then a director's cut on disc because that's what he normally always does. That's yeah, all I'm right. saying. I'm just, to I'm say saying, your opinion. I get it, but I'm agree. This, I'm finally saying that a DC movie was a good movie. Yeah, and now I think yeah. it could have made really its way into that. the theater and been actually good. And now you're telling me. That it probably shouldn't have happened. Well, have that's happened. not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying for business wise, this is why it doesn't happen. A four hour movie is a hard sell, no matter who makes it. I'm not talking about him. I'm saying anybody can do a four hour film. So you're I'm saying pretty- if this came out in the theaters four years ago, you wouldn't have gone to it because it's too long. That's not what I said. I'm saying yeah, what, I, 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 what I, my point is Am a I movie theater is not. Right gonna, what's going on here? I. It's not personal. You're taking it personal. No, but I'm saying I'm DC saying if, fans, if people who like these movies, that's not the went point. To the theater, it's so not I the point. I, I'm not saying people would not go. I'm saying for a theater to put a four-hour film in, it's a bigger risk. I, I have to be shorter. 
I mean, I have to say here too, like there's a lot of people I know that are DC fans that have wanted to watch this movie. The fact that it is four hours, it's like you have to reserve four hours out of your time. It took me all day yeah. to watch it. it it's it's difficult. Day. I work I work second shifts. Like I we also have kids at home, so it's like it's like impossible for us to find like a four hour like we found one finally found like a four hour yeah one clip where we could sit down and watch it the other night. And if like you're putting a four hour film in a movie theater, it's like that's a long fucking you don't I mean, have the time for that, you know. I started at eleven. And it ended almost at three o'clock. Now, yeah. imagine going to the theater. You got to drive to the theater, and then well, you remember there, you also day. stopped it here and there to go to the bathroom and get drinks and things and stuff yeah, like that I don't too. Think, so, yeah, I don't think this movie would have released in any other format than the format it is now, where you can watch it when uh-huh. you want. Yeah, yeah. Mark, it's, but, no, I'm not saying personally. I'm just saying business wise. I, I, when's the next time we're ever going to see a four-hour film in the theater? It, it's yeah. gonna be a very well. And now I mean, honestly, services. when is the next time we're gonna go into a theater? Yeah, for, for real. But yeah. in this area, we don't yeah. even have any. So, so I, I did want to actually say before, and like <clears throat> we were talking about, like the parts that we fell in love with, um, the uh, the scene with Flash where he time travels. Yeah. Um, even by like a second, like that whole scene and everything that he's thinking in his head and everything that like the everything that kind of culminates in there was just like it was such a beautiful moment like it was like i almost felt myself get teary-eyed over it because it was just such a perfect mm. moment and i have never seen time travel done in such a way and especially like with like a kind of redundant you know character that can run as fast as the speed of light and you know that that happens in so many different comic books and so many different comic book properties um to see it like that was like something new and it was something that was just like amazing and it was an awesome emotional moment and i'm so happy that instead of flash being just like this doofus we saw that he was he was a genius a genius kid that yeah was just like had a had a bad hand dealt to him and he was and he was dealing with it and dealing with it with humor and and kind of finding his powers and i think he's like the the star yeah i even love the fact that they actually like even fleshed out the billy crudup character more of his dad like actually gave him like an actual like part as opposed to just being behind the glass in the weeding cut he actually like told barry like no i don't want you to do this i don't want you to like he actually like had scenes and actually acted and even the fact that william defoe was originally going to be in this movie and was not in the weeding cut it makes like, you kind of want to watch Aquaman. Out William Defoe? It's like, yeah. what was the thought process on that? It was going to connect. Because it actually Aquaman. gives Aquaman a story for his movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah. want to watch Aquaman now. It made me want to watch Aquaman. I'll yeah. be honest. Well, I tell you what's weird though is watching uh, Mira speak with an English accent. That's very weird. Yeah. I mean, it was probably tough for Brian weird. to see Mira because, you know. His love I, for Johnny I, Depp, and he was probably like <laughs> swearing at the screen. But she's been, I actually, can- I, she's been canceled, so she's. <laughs> I mean, I made a joke every time she came up on screen when I was watching it with Stephanie. I was like, "Oh, look, she's gonna go beat up Johnny Depp now." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really sad inside. Uh, I'm glad that they're gonna recast her, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, she filmed those scenes. She deserves to be in that movie. It happened at yeah. a different time, obviously. I mean, I could go back and recast the whole movie just because yeah. of that. So. All right, guys. So we're, let's wrap this up. Um, I, we covered everything, I think. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a scale 1 to 10. I mean, the thing, like, really quick, though, the thing I just wow, thought wow, of wow. real quick, this even, like, had a part in it where it could have li- linked to the talked about Green Lantern Corps movie. 
Yes. Like I was like, like kill the Green Lantern and the ring flies off. I was yes, like, the ring takes oh, off. There's a Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah. We could have had a Green Lantern Corps movie if this movie had come out. So it, this movie made me actually more angry at DC for the fact that the movie, the first movie was so bad because it cost seeing better movies yeah. that we could have seen. Yeah. Like we could have had Cyborg in a yep. good movie. We could have had Flash with an actual storyline that would have gave him a movie. We would have had a Green Lantern Corps movie that would have actually had a basis in the in the world and not just a random Green Lantern Corps movie for no reason. Yeah. So all right, all right. Like all right. Wrap it up. Thing. It just popped up in my head. So we're, go ahead. We're, wrap it up, B. We're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna let's do a scale one through ten because I, it's a four-hour movie. It deserves a one through ten scale, I think. Um, final thoughts on it. Give me your, your final score. I'm gonna go first. I'll make it real quick. I for okay. me personally. The other one was just so bad. This one was just so good, and I enjoyed all of it. I mean, I would say it's weird. I'd say a 9.5, almost. It's like between 9 and 10. 9.5, I would say it's right there. It's just right there, and I think it's just hard because it's like I wanted more at that the ending, and uh, I part of me, I would say 9.5, and my final thought is I want more. And I'm so sad we didn't get it, but I'm so happy we got this. That's my, that's mm. me. Rocky, we'll go to you. Um, I, I mean, I have to agree for the most part, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Um, I mean, the movie's almost like near perfect for me. Um, it's just a few things like within the movie that I, I didn't enjoy that much. Like, for instance, like just Batman being a little bit out of character. Um, I don't really like the, the Martian Manhunter design. Um, not a big fan of it. That was like definitely a very lackluster for me. Um, and just, uh, I don't know. I think some of the CGI like really wasn't that great. It was much, much better than the Joss Whedon version, but I still like, I still would have liked more characters that weren't just CGI. So eight out of 10 for me. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm being really critical here. So yeah, I mean, could some of that be because it was also four years ago CGI? A lot of it was new. <laughs> I don't think you went back though. and re CGI'd everything. No, yeah, Steppenwolf yeah, was redone. I mean, he looked yeah. so much. Yeah, better. I'm saying, but a lot of it, I don't think he went and did all the CGI over again. Seventy See? million this this recut cost, yeah. right? I mean, they wow. did a yeah. lot of that, and, the more, and most of that was visual effects. So yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. And he really needed. Yeah, he didn't spend the money wisely then, because I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> It's got to be knowing that now. I now agree with you on the you're, CGI. You're doing it at home. I'm sure it's a little in a time crunch. I'm sure it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And also I the mean, aspect ratio could have affected that too. The way it looked, because of the squishiness of it. Well, I mean, that was filmed as if it was going to go on IMAX, and basically, yeah. But I'm saying it if, would if be zoomed in IMAX with screen, bars. It would have stretched out more. Yeah, uh, Mark, yeah. Uh, your your well, Rocky. What was oh hey, uh, Mark, your yeah. score and your final thought. All right. Surprisingly, I'm going to surprise all of you here. I liked a DC movie. I actually thought this was good, which is surprising to even me as I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't like that. I like this movie because I'm not supposed to like DC movies. I'm supposed to think they all are terrible. Uh, but no, this this was really good. It really changed my feelings towards the DC movie universe and the fact that it could be good. There was a chance it would have been a good universe. I actually would have wanted to see the movies that would have come from this. Uh, I, it also depressed at the fact that 
nothing might come from this. This might be all we get. So I don't know That's it. if they're going to, if this is going to change Warner Brother minds and they might be like, okay, let's just retcon the original one and just use this as our Justice League movie and then movies come from this. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but for ratings, I'll give it a kind of like Rocky for like little things here and there. I'll knock it down to like an 8.5. For just small little little things, um, but yeah, eight point five out of ten. I did write because I originally thought we were doing out of five. I was gonna give it a four for it being four hours long. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was surprisingly good. I went in not expecting anything off of the original one, and yeah. it changed my mind. On like, I knew Zack Snyder could make movies. So that wasn't anything surprising, but it was just surprising that a movie that was so bad with only four minutes of extra footage shot was changed into a decent film, like a really good film. Even Right. Right. It was just amazing to me how like all this footage was shot and ready to go and it just wasn't put together correctly. It just goes to show like a different directors, different, different strokes through the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'll ask you guys. I had written this down. What do you think might come from if this movie is successful, as we all assuming it is? Is anything going to come from this? Do you think WB decides? I, I to almost do feel like we could have. A, we got the movement for the, the the Snyder cut. It would be interesting if we get a movement from fans saying we want the Snyder more. Universe. Yeah. But well, Rocky, correct me if I'm wrong. I did hear something over the weekend that Snyder said he's ready to move on from all this. So, like, if that's the case, we're we're getting nothing. But it maybe hmm. it might re-energize uh, him to say, "I I will continue." I I don't know if there's any truth behind that, Rocky. I don't know if you know more about that. So thing. I mean, uh, Snyder did say that like that's it for his DCEU films. You know, he's he's stepping away from it. And I think with good reason for sure. I mean, uh, we can't forget the tragedy of his daughter um, being lost and all that. So I can understand why even right now, even, you know, 10 years from now, why he wouldn't want to come back to to the DC universe. I mean, there's got to be a lot of pain attached, attached to everything, you know, I'm glad that he can find some, some kind of uh, some light in all this, you know, like them actually letting him release his version of the movie. And I'm glad that everybody's been so positive Mm. for him. I just, I, I do think that whether or not he said it, I feel like there is a lot of uh, pain attached to his involvement in this kind of, in this universe. And I, I think that if he does come back to it, it, it won't be for a while. Um, but I mean, he did say that, you know, this would be the last, but I mean, Quentin Tarantino also said that, you know, yeah, everyone's been his last movie for like, like three films now. So, yeah. So well, and then, Quint- Quentin only has one more film in him because he's, he says yeah. at eight. So he, he, he says he's going to retire after his eighth film, which yeah. hasn't yeah, happened yet. Well, I mean, okay. So Aerosmith keeps touring. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's I would say so Kiss. The Who and every other band, Kiss. Kiss, Kiss is always doing. Um, they've, been on, they've been on a farewell tour for at least 30 years now. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. I mean, if someone I throws a bucket load of money at him, I'm pretty sure he'd be more than happy I hope to so, come but back no, and do I mean, we can't, we can't forget how much Zack Snyder has contributed to DC Universe already. I mean, uh, his cast in the Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman. Mm. Um, so, I mean, he's, 
he's in it and his his wife is also the producer on every single DC movie. Yeah. So yeah, so his, he's involved, you know. His foot his uh his, his uh casting, like you say, will forever be in you know, in depth yeah. to him because he did did a fantastic job casting and you know except for Batman. But besides that, everything else would be great. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Um, I, it, it, Wonder Woman. Big bad flick. It was not his best. It, this movie choice. made me want a better Wonder Woman film because the last Wonder Woman film was just so <sighs> subpar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, anything, it was like a, anything even compared to like the animated version like of uh, Wonder Woman when she, when they put out films. It's like she's such an awesome warrior character and like she's so yeah. badass. And like you get, 1984 where she's just i don't know she like she like kicked somebody through a giant drum and he just around and circle like yeah get out of here but but. let patty jenkins direct them but please don't write them ever again yeah like she directed the first one she didn't uh, write it the rogue squadron movie she's making but it was just like it was just kind of like you retold the first movie that's basically what you did and then you gave us a subpar villain that was silly it was just a yeah. silly movie with an, with yeah. an amazing actor, you know, like yeah. it's just realized. Yeah. I mean, it would have been even worse if it had been somebody else playing that character. Just yeah. imagine if someone else had gotten that part as opposed to him. Yeah, I mean, sure. like, I don't want to yeah. rehash uh, what's his name coming back every movie. Like, seriously, come on, it's, it, it yeah. happened. We got to move on, folks. But yeah, as I say that, we need to wrap this up because this has been a long yeah. show. Thank you, Rocky, for coming on today's show. Of course. Like yes. us, subscribe to us, uh, Geekonomics on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, we're on the Twitter. And yeah. Rocky, are you on the Twitter? Where where can people follow you? You know, I I, I am uh, I am not so much on the Twitter anymore. Um, but if you want to follow me, I, I do uh, a lot of art, uh, especially portraits. Um, and that's uh, the artist Rocky on Instagram. So cool. That's cool. Artist Rocky on Instagram. All right, see we'll all of Rocky's back. art. We'll be back next week. And also, if you want uh, fantastic macrons, oh, be sure yeah. to check out Stephanie's macrons. At, what are they called now? I can't remember the name. It's, of uh, it's, Mama's? it's, Mama, it's Mama's Max. Um, yeah, you can a, check her out on Facebook and, and Instagram at both those places. Um, and we're also doing the markets. Uh, we'll do Coventry and Ellington uh, summer farmers markets. Um, they'll start in May. So yeah. you can see us in in which the Ellington Farmers Market is one of the best farmers markets in the it's area. In my opinion, so. Coventry, um, Coventry is actually going back to uh, its original outdoor, tons of vendors, tons of live yeah. music um, this summer. So, yeah, it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty huge. Yeah, the, the 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 Ellington one. If you get a chance, it's an event to get to that one. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff there, and all those folks need I all see, of our um, support because they're all. Small I see market. Mark Siblings there all the time, but I never see Mark there. So yeah, Mark maybe Mark. Yeah, no, my dad like goes there every weekend. That's like his thing because he goes there and then he goes to the the chuck wagon for breakfast. It's like a whole event for the Warnock clan. So it's true. All right. But yeah, we'll be back so, next week. All those all things. Right. We'll see y'all. So it's long. Been a pleasure, guys. Good night.